Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All Buy the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about Wes Anderson's most recent film, Isle of Dogs, now in theaters. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd just like to note that there are spoilers in this. If you haven't seen this movie, go see this movie. It's great. It's fun, especially if you're a Wes Anderson lover. Yes, I I would like to say that I personally love Wes Anderson's uh, stop motion. I just like stop motion in general. I just think that they're so... Like, the fact that that it takes them forever to make them just in general, but then make them, like, really well, it just just boggles my mind. Like, just how much work goes into these and just how fantastic they can end up at the end is just amazing. And I appreciate everything everyone does to in order to make these movies... I love them so much. Um, yeah, definitely some really notable, amazing stop motion films like Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Kubo and the Two Strings, and also Wes Anderson's previous stop motion film, um, Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic Fox. Mr. Fox. Yeah, so yep. r- that's a really fun one. So, I mean, obviously Wes Anderson's. Uh, I think that this is his most ambitious film to date. It is definitely really out there like just initial thoughts from my end is just honestly like I was watching this movie and just thinking this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen like there are so many I I was in a a packed theater so many hipsters and we're all watching this movie in New York City because Wes Anderson's like the hipster director like that's like that's just (laughs) That's just who he is. Yeah. Um, he's from Austin, I think. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like so... This movie definitely for me was such an experience of taking time to tell a story and just sitting with the characters and sitting with the environments and really enjoying a lot of visuals, a lot of like amazing just i just felt like you had a lot of time to breathe in this movie you know yeah i definitely felt like with with how much story wes gives you which he gives you a lot and there's and, a lot going on i mean like when i say i have to and, breathe in a lot of his movies there's always yeah. a lot going on but i feel like he paces them out really well like at at times where there's supposed to be a climax like it it feels like slightly rushed but like in a good totally. way like how it's supposed to be like he just his timing and everything he does is just very meticulous and very well thought out. His his stuff is just so well done, and he's he's definitely one of my favorite directors right now. Um, maybe even my favorite right now, like just my absolute number one favorite. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But would you just, agree that this film was just the most ambitious one he's made? 
I definitely think so. I I actually thought my first impressions was I actually thought this was going to be kind of a child movie, kind of like how Fantastic Mr. Fox was, even though... Well, that's based on a Roald Dahl book. Yeah, true. Um, but, like, he did add... There was... Let's see, I'm trying to remember Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's been a while. Um, but there were probably some... Like, what, when he loses his tail? Uh, it's not very gruesome. I don't know. Definitely, I appreciate when people take the time to make animation a more adult film, so I was surprised that it wasn't as childish as I thought it was going to be. Just yeah. because... Just because West did Fantastic Mr. Fox, I know is based off a book, so I definitely shouldn't be comparing it, but I just feel like when it comes to animation, it can kind of be put into a specific stereotype when it's in, like, especially the U.S., where in uh, Japan or other parts of Asia, where actually animation and other cartoon, like, related stuff can is actually considered to be for adults. So I actually appreciate when animation can be provided to adult viewers as well as as uh, child viewers as well. Yeah, it's like, it definitely It just makes goes, it more dynamic. Totally. It's not very one-sided. Yeah. Yeah, and, and with animation, of course, comes just the freedom to create um, a world that is totally unrestricted. I mean, this movie created such a specific universe wherein it's like 20 years in the future in a made-up city in, in Tokyo or in uh, Japan and I mean you really felt like this was a, a full real rich place with lots of different people and you know and then the actual aisle of the dogs was also like they traveled throughout the entire island in a you know obviously with a map because I mean there's just so many this this felt like it was the Wes Anderson conglomerate that he has been creating and producing for his whole career just all boiled down to like all of the tropes that he has in all of his movies I mean it's like it's like the way yeah. that the actors say the lines the way that they com convey emotions you know combined with the tropes of having maps having really complex plans that go really awry you know and it's like yeah it was kind of like if you had a um a mad libs of just all the wes anderson movies and just like put in all of the little things that wes anderson does it, it would have made this movie you know what i mean yeah and i really like when um like you said, tropes. I, I like when things carry over because when it comes to directors, I like comparing it to, to their other movies. So it's nice with Wes that you can kind of look back and see a lot of similarities between his movies. Like, And I don't want to say that to where he's like routine, which I mean he is, but like I don't want to say that that's boring because to me that's not boring. The fact that he uses maps to show you exactly where you are in this in this place that he makes up makes you like more like makes you dive in more and makes you actually picture the place better because mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes movies can just leave you hanging and have you lost like trying to figure out where you are and it can be like some convoluted mess but i just love how he shows you exactly where you're at at a moment in time and what is happening yeah the entire time he definitely baby steps you through and i really enjoy that about him because he's just so systematic and I just I love it I love it so much um 
Yeah. A funny story about my theater that I was in. I, I just have to bring this up because it was so adorable. So there was, <laughs> there was a kid in the movie, uh, in the movie theater when I went and saw it. Um, so I thought that was a little interesting because it did have some adult. It was very gruesome as well. Like Definitely. Some, um, very adult. Adult lines, yeah. adult humor, um, which is not not uncommon for a Wes Anderson film. And, but, um, but th- this was before the movie had started. There was a commercial on. Or like you know a, you know a, when the before the trailer started there was a an ad there we go an ad on, and it had children in it and, um, what was it? There were just a bunch of kids on the screen and then the second it ended the room was completely silent and this little kid went, I'm a cute baby, <laughs> and it was so funny. We all oh, like laughed. That's so funny. And I, I, I just had to share that because it was so funny. And I just, it really just, it was so funny. I loved it. That's great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the movie. Sorry, I just had to share. It was so funny. I, uh, what was your favorite dog? My favorite dog? I really liked Chief. Yeah. Um, Brian Cranston. Oh, no. Chief. Okay. I like Chief, but then I really liked Oracle too. Oracle, was I was so gonna say funny. Oracle is my favorite. <laughs> I, I loved Oracle hilarious. so much. I, I oh my god, because Oracle was the pug that yes. I mean that could see the future, but she couldn't. She just, no. she just understood the TV whenever it was on. Yeah. so she yeah. would she would get visions, yeah. but no, like, but it's like the TV because she yeah. Um, definitely, so I love funny. I love that dog because. A lot of what came out of the funny part of that dog was just the the uh, actual physical sight gags. You know, like, the dog would be looking at the TV, and something they would say something about the Isle of Dogs, and the dog would, like, turn around and look at the camera and just, like, with a, with, like, a, <gasps> like, on its face, you know? Yes. And it yes, just, the dogs were, oh, my God. It, they just had so much... Like that dog was hilarious because it was just like the expressions that yes. that she had on her face, like about what was going on. And I swear to God, like you know, the whole theater would just erupt in in like fits of laughter after all of these ridiculous little things would happen. Like when they fight, you know, it looks like there's a bunch of cotton balls, you know, rolling around with like yeah, dog you, legs. You, you see limbs like poking out. Just at, at every random corner of the of the cloud. Yeah, um, I think I loved I loved the animation and the style of the dogs. I, I have to say, I was a little thrown off by the humans. I, I didn't really like uh, Greta Gerwig's character that much. Um, okay, I, I just think I just didn't really connect with her, and I just thought she was like cool and everything like trying to start this protest and she was like a kid but um i just thought that that whole side of the plot uh was a little bit slow for me even though it was kind of enjoyable to watch that one um guy try to you know try to stop the uh dogs from being killed so he made that whole like uh, serum and everything, and Yoko oh, Ono uh, was uh, an like assistant. Doctor... Yes, Yoko Ono! Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved that. Um, yeah, oh, what was it? Doctor Watanabe, Yeah, I think, Professor Wa- Watanabe. And, uh, yeah, that whole, that whole scene where they were <laughs> testing out the serums, and then this little card would just spit out, and it'd say, 
dog was a dog cough yeah. cured. Yeah. Or like, a, oh, it's so funny. Like nose, it was like nose rash or something. Yeah. What were the, what were the things? I couldn't remember. All the uh, little nose. things that cause the ailment of the dogs. Um, yeah. And then they were like, we, we fixed this. We got this. And then they ended up murdering the guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely agree that the stuff that was happening in the city, I was not as into as, as I was with the dogs on the island. I definitely liked when we would go back to Atari and um, all the dogs working together because the dogs were just hilarious. Um, and they had so much... It's, it's so funny seeing Wes create these characters that have so much personality but barely show any personality Definitely. like it's really great <laughs> and that's just what makes them so um funny and like i i i guess well not really relatable maybe i don't know depends on the person um the cast was really great though and it was so great yes! that they had uh oh they have all the japanese speakers actually japanese people actually speaking their native language um, with subtitles and the dogs just yeah, having then, the English was really interesting. Yeah, I definitely, I liked that where, to where we don't normally understand dogs, but being able to understand them perfectly through English, but then not really being able to understand. I mean, if, unless you're watching it, um, in your native tongue, uh, but you know, not being able to understand the people living in the city. I, I really enjoyed that part because it just because I like it wasn't the in- yeah I mean I liked like Frances McDormand as the interpreter yeah she yeah. was funny but I liked um I, but you could you could understand just from you know because it, it seemed like they kind of covered the same stuff every time you went to the city so you already knew kind of what they were talking about like you know dogs are bad whatever let's exterminate them stuff like that so even when the interpreter wasn't there you kind of knew the general idea of what was happening and also by um the storyboarding that was happening on the screen also definitely yeah i mean the the voice acting was so so much wes anderson voice acting like i i just it it was like even ever more present in this movie yeah, they voice act just like how the people would act in his live action films too. Like they're just they were just one and the same. Like whether or not people are voice acting or actually just standing there on camera, like it's the same. Yeah. And it's so great seeing those just compare so seamlessly between live action and stop motion that it's just you could just still expect this trope coming from Wes Anderson. It's so great. And, you know, it's um, even harder with animation because the yes. timing is very difficult to get. And you have to know how much each frame takes to make it, you know, how long it's going to take, how what the pacing is going to be like. Like, that is really hard and it's really masterful. And all of the animators that worked with him are brilliant. Like, they... I just, yeah, like we were talking about this earlier, just completely amazing. And I mean, it's like hard to, it's hard to break down this movie in terms of like the plot because we really haven't talked about that yet. Um, we're just kind of, no, not really, you know, but I just don't just even jump it around. Yeah. I just, even then, like it to me was not a plot driven movie. Like I, I just was like not super interested. Like I was interested in what was going to happen to this kid, but I was also just enjoying every moment for what it was and every second because it's so, every scene was so rich with, with who knows what, like, 
amazing lighting, uh, you know, amazing um, animation and like understanding the situations that all of these dogs were in and the way that they interacted together was so enjoyable throughout that it like didn't even matter really what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What else are we talking about? Um, oh, I also like to note that uh, Isle of Dogs basically says, I love dogs. Did yeah, I saw that in the in the IMDb trivia. I mean, that's, I didn't even, like, notice that until, like, right now. That's crazy. I, I didn't even think about that. I've been waiting for this movie for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And Jeff Goldblum's been, like, been promoting this movie for a while, and he just keeps having, like, all these puppies in his hands. And, like, he's, like, he was on the Today Show last week, and he had this puppy, and it fell asleep in his hands. Oh. And he was, like, he's Pop- rubbing his salt his and pepper so beautiful soothing. beard on this, on this dog, yeah. and I'm, like, oh, my God, how cute. I love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I bet, I bet that was just a wonderful thing to see, because, I mean, not only is it just great to see Jeff Goldblum's face just by himself, but with a puppy, damn. Oh, Damn. Amazing. Damn, Jeff. What do you do? You play the video. Sorry, I was just looking at this making of video that I'd watched earlier, and it's just like, they're talking about the creation of all of the characters and everything, and I loved it. That was just so Speaking great. Speaking of Jeff Goldblum, let's talk about Jeff Goldblum's character, because out of... Duke. Out of the four dogs, okay, so let's let's talk about the dogs right now. Yeah, um, yeah. We've got the 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 first alpha pack. You kind of see. I kind of wish we would have seen some more of the other. Well, we did the other we pack. The, well, they fought the, with that group of white dogs. Yeah, like the poo- what are they? They're, they're not poodles. What uh, were they? I don't know. I don't know. But they look they look like the little mop fur dogs. Um, but yeah, we pretty much saw the two. Well, in the beginning, the two alpha packs, but then just the one alpha pack, which included Chief, yeah. Rex, Boss, Duke, and King. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember which one, which one Jeff Goldblum was. He because he is a Duke. Okay, yeah. it's pretty much. I to me, even though, um, even though Duke kind of had his own little personality thing, the 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 dogs seem to just separate to me between Chief. By himself, and then kind of the rest of the dogs totally. all together as one. They all just worked were... together, and every time yeah. they would, like, vote on something, all four of the dogs would, like, be on the same side, and then Chief would be on the opposite side. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so why are you was, guys a pack? You don't agree hilarious. on anything. <laughs> and and I, just love, I just love how Ed Norton would always start the voting, and, like, the second, like, yeah. who's the naysayer? Yeah. And then he'd be like, <laughs> so of course it's Chief, because Chief, Chief doesn't like, agree with anything you guys say. And, you know, Chief was always like, I'm the, you know, I'm the one who's not, you know, that wasn't a, a domesticated house dog. I'm like a, a, a strapped stray. stray. And then, yeah. but I loved how you were kind of, like, uh, not, like, the movie really did a lot of times where it caused you to rethink the whole situation. Like, it happened with Chief where he said he was a stray, but then when he got washed, he looked exactly like Spot. 
Um, yeah, spots because they came from the same litter, which you then found out later. I I definitely liked how this, how the dog, how especially Chief's story um, evolved because you know we could have just gone through this whole movie with the dogs kind of being as they were, just kind of going through antics. But I think it really added an element of um, not only surprise but just really great character development. I thought that like Chief and Spots were connected. Um, cause they came from the same litter mm-hmm. and just kind of how the relationships formed. Like, um, even though Atari was looking for spots because spots was his bodyguard dog. Yeah. Um, how it changed to chief and chief then had a master by the end because the whole time he was like, I don't know this kid. I don't listen to any master and Rex boss, Duke and King all were domesticated and they would say how great it was to have a master and how they would get fed really well and have a good place to sleep and stuff. And Chief just didn't have... He did have it for a short amount of time. He did say later on that he did have um, a master for, like, what, a couple days, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then, that no but he, just, like, bit... He, he was, like, a... He kept saying that he wasn't a... He was a biter, and so he bit one of the kids in in his, like, house, like, the second day that he got adopted or something. Yeah, he'd gotten he gotten captured by the dog catchers a few times. He'd been able to escape two times, but on the third time he'd gotten adopted before he could escape. And so the family that took him in had two other dogs and one day the child tried to just pet him. And he's and it was interesting listening to him say the story. Like he said, "The kid wasn't going to hurt me. I knew he wasn't. Um he was just honestly going to try and pet me and I and I bit him so hard that I almost took his hand off and I don't know why. I don't know why I bit him. He I guess he scared me. And that that was just very interesting because, I don't know, there's there's always a lot of talk about dogs and kind of how they end up the way they are if they're not well-treated or if they're not well-trained and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, like, it... I wouldn't say that this was definitely a direct link into kind of the mind of a dog because you never really know what a dog is thinking. But, I mean... A dog can be scared, just like any other type of animal, and I really liked that it brought it brought out something special in Chief that, you know, he didn't he doesn't like to fight, which he says later because all the dogs are like Chief, you like to fight, go fight the robot dog. Yeah, which there are robot dogs in this movie too, if you guys didn't know. Uh-huh, um, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> which we haven't talked about. That was like completely so many, ridiculous, but okay. So many aspects. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're like jumping around. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, um, it was such a pa- it was such a loaded movie. Like there was just so much going on. Like I I have to say I was uh, a little inebriated when I was watching this movie and it was like the most intense experience for me because I was just like everything that was happening on the screen was just like blowing my mind. Like I was like what is going on? Like when they go through that like incineration thing and they like we thought that they died, like all the dogs that were uh, not separated from the like yeah. little gondola. They like went through the thing. And we were like, "Oh my, oh my god, they died!" You know, like we just thought that they were dead for like like halfway through the movie. We're like, "Oh, oh uh, okay, I guess this is the way that this movie is going." Like I just, <laughs> I just remember like just looking at my brother. We were just sitting next to each other, like, um, uh huh. Like that, just I definitely happen? wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have put it past West to kill off those dogs because before exactly. all that happened, we definitely saw. Uh, well, one we saw Chief bite off a dog's ear and then 
like it which was pretty gruesome and then we saw some dead dog bones so there was definitely death and definitely pain and injury already happening in this movie so it would not have i wouldn't have put it past him to kill off those dogs when they went through the incinerator but um apparently they were having they... a dog friendly screenings for isle of dogs or you could take what? your dog oh my gosh that's amazing oh that would be so cute Oh. It is a long movie, though. I mean, we were saying it's 101 minutes, um, which is pretty long. Which I don't understand why IMDb Trivia is saying that it's longer than Coraline, but they were this, they were, Coraline, I, I don't know if IMDb's thing is just off by the minutes, but. Maybe the Coraline, like, credits were longer or, like, you know, something where it's not, like, the full movie. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, what is. Because the the timing on IMDb goes from from beginning credits to end credits, right? Is that what it does? I think so. Or, or does it just do movie length? Honestly, I don't know. I I really think it's probably the full thing. That's what I would think too. They had the but premiere anyway. for this movie at the Met on March twentieth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just the stuff is so close to me. And I just think about this, and I'm like, why don't I just go and try to see these premieres? I really should just go. It's not like I have to deal with parking or anything. No, you don't have a car, so why why, why aren't you going? I don't know. If they're going to do more premieres at the Met, I'll so totally go. I'll just be, like, standing outside. Although, you know what? It's freezing. So, I, I, I don't know. That, that's hard to say. Spring is coming up, though. So all this stuff that's coming out, maybe if they have a New York premiere, I'll be able to, you know, see all the actors for every movie that I love or something. I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. throwing that out True. there. True. How about we just speak it into the universe and then I'll be able to actually do these things? Um, I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Sure. So what else to talk about? So this this story is just so... So I kind of want to talk about the cats for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because they're there. You could, you could definitely see them. And I like... I like wanted to think of them as being kind of like the masterminds behind all of this because everyone who was saying like incinerate <laughs> the dogs like had a cat. They they always yeah. It's like are the cats and, talking to the humans or And whenever and, and you never heard a cat talk once. Yeah. So like No, they don't. Were the were the cats behind it? Oh, like, that's a I good idea. That makes sense, right? I mean, it cuz it kind of just seemed like the the citizens of the city, like the mayor and, you know, were kind of just like puppets in a way, to me at least, because, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't really understand them. They were there just for show, pretty much. And then just every time you saw kind of like the behind the scenes stuff or the stuff on the screen, everyone always had a cat. And, uh... Oh, that's a good point, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I also liked, uh, I also liked how, cause the, anything that was video recorded was, was drawing, right? I really liked that. Oh, yeah. Had, yeah, totally. Yeah, all the stuff that was on screen mm -hmm. was always drawn out. And I thought that was very interesting. And I really, 
I really like that because it showed, even though the, the stop motion figurines themselves were very detailed, I feel like it, the screen gave them a lot more dimension and, you know, screen, when recording stuff, things can get kind of warped and misconstrued anyway on the screen. So it's like, it's okay that it looked different because stuff stuff can look different on on tv than in real life so yeah totally i mean i i just love the the art style definitely a fun one and all the characters are really fun to watch and even if they're on like the 2d kind of situation it's still beautiful and amazing um i would have to say that people uh i've heard a lot of backlash actually from this movie um that Wes Anderson was appropriating Japanese culture. Have you heard any of that? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. No. No, yeah. I haven't so really looked into it's, looked into any of like I've read a few articles about it, and people are 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 still like, okay, well, he did, he does have um, Japanese actors in the in the movie. I mean, all the people who speak. Japanese actually speak Japanese um but they're saying like is is he possibly uh using Japanese culture for his own gain to tell this story about just dogs I mean why did it have to be in Japan couldn't it be somewhere else like maybe even in the United States somewhere or any other English speaking place um and because of the fact that it is in Japan it has a lot of Japanese art and culture intertwined within the movie um and it's definitely like a very fine line between what's cultural appropriation and what isn't um i don't know i feel i feel like it's being a little bit too insensitive to say that this movie is just cultural appropriation because i think it does have a lot of I mean, I guess it has some positive japanese things in it, but i just feel like it's just an aspect of the film, which maybe means it is cultural appropriation. I mean, who am I to say I'm not Japanese? So it's kind of hard. Hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting topic. I don't know. I just, I feel like when it comes to writing a story, you can really just set it anywhere. And I feel like a, a story can be told in any place in any time if it's if it's done well i mean if if it actually wasn't if the movie wasn't done like like i don't know if it was it being insensitive in some way i'm not sure if it's i think it really depends on if the person's being insensitive if they decide to put it somewhere different or put it some i'm i'm not sure i really have no idea that that's definitely a pretty complex topic. <laughs> it's very complex, but I just thought we should mention it because it's definitely part of the uh, conversation about this movie. Um, so, And definitely just hearing about it, I, I don't know. I'd have to find an article, I guess, and see what people are saying. I mean, if it was if it wasn't sensitive in some way... I, uh, yeah. You didn't really notice, know. but it's it's hard because... You know, because again, I'm not I'm not from there. Yeah. Have I visited there? I have no I have no idea except for what people show to me. Like that is it from other means. Yeah. So I'm completely in the dark about this. Well, you love Japanese culture and stuff. Like, 
just in general, you watch a lot of anime, and I mean, I think that, um, it, did, did you like this movie more because it was based in Japan, or did you just feel like, oh, it's Wes Anderson, it's gonna be great? Um, my bias was toward, definitely toward Wes, just because I love every movie that he's done, even though I haven't seen all of them. I've seen him, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm watching a majority of them, um, but everyone I've seen I've enjoyed uh, tremendously. So that was definitely a big bias. Um, I liked that it. it was about the animals. I thought the story was very intriguing and uh, and interesting. Um, There's a lot of did characters, I, did too. I, did I care that it was in Japan? Um, I mean, definitely Japan is one of the places that I dream of visiting someday. Um, and I do love items that have come from Japan. Including Gudetama. I am obsessed with Gudetama, if no one knows. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if I could say if if I would have cared if it took place in Kansas. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I think it definitely... I, I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox was all just kind of like random U.S. somewhere, right? I mean, and that was a great movie. I, I don't think yeah. it really, like needs that aspect but I, I don't think that it was it's as bad as people think I mean definitely like uh there are there are shades to every movie and every time you're gonna incorporate a different culture into a movie I mean who says somebody who's not from that place shouldn't be able to make a movie at least including or about that place um involving all the people who uh, actually come from that place, you know? So I just feel like, you know, just because we're American, just because we're English speakers doesn't mean we can't make stories about other places in the world, you know? And you have to do it correctly, obviously. But, um, you know, like, it was also written by uh, a Japanese person as well. I mean, it was written by Wes Anderson, Roman Coppola, Jason Schwartzman, and Kunichi Nomura. So it's not like... I mean, the story was by all of those people. So I feel like you have, like, a good... At least some somebody who's from, actually, Japan is, has a say in, in a lot of what goes on in this movie. Um, I'm seeing that a lot in these uh, in this Metascore as well. It has an 81 Metascore, which I think is pretty appropriate. Um, the lowest score is a 63 and it's from Slant Magazine, and it says, Anderson is clearly a massive talent working, again, in his prime. However uncomfortable, it's crucial to ask what gives him the right to romp around in all these signifiers and service as bespoke whimsy. But then the word for it isn't right, but rather privilege. Um, and then an another uh, person who gave it a uh, an 83 from the playlist says, as far as representation goes, the stunning, brimful, extraordinary Isle of Dogs can't really be said to do anyone's culture a disservice, except cat, cat lovers, who should probably mount a boycott. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's definitely... Hmm. I don't know, now I'm just, like, thinking about it. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. My main concern would be was it was it not done right to where people are you know offended or if it's insensitive towards someone's culture 
Um, but like, I don't know. It's, it's just tough because, you know, comedians and other writers who kind of, who kind of delve into stereotypes in order to get either a point across or to get a story written, like that stuff could be considered insensitive. Like, so I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely a, an interesting time to yeah. be a, to be a filmmaker <laughs> and a, a story, a story writer. Definitely. And you know, it's not stopping him. He's still making it in this movie is, is doing pretty well, and I mean, they've been promoting it like crazy. I mean, I see it all over, uh, all over the place. So, um, yeah, and you can definitely expect Wes Anderson to do a movie right. I think, like, I, I definitely don't feel like any of his movies are half-assed. Like, they are completely well thought out, and I feel like he's very resourceful when it comes to making sure that things are done um, beautifully and well done. Um, not even just in terms of story. But, you know, really in every aspect of his films, they're all, they're all equally very well done, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading I'm... some uh, stuff on the, on the Wikipedia page about the development. Um, it says that right after, in 2015, he said that he was going to be making a film about dogs, a uh, stop motion film. And then... Um, production was began in october 2016 at the three mill studios in east london so not too long ago i mean october 2016 that was only like a year and a half ago less i mean they made this film Mm -hmm. really fast um working on all the different parts of it but that has to that must have been like you know 10 hour days for you know months um yeah definitely uh and it was also at the berlin film festival this past year, uh, and the South by South Southwest Film Festival uh, this this year as well, um, and it's got a ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty neat, I guess. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you use Rotten Tomatoes, that's yeah, awesome. we don't really use that, but <laughs> definitely. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked this movie. It's not my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I think I I really love uh I think my favorite one is probably Royal Tenenbaums. But I just I love his style. I I really did like this movie. I really kind of want to go see it again. Um in theaters. I want to see it again too. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all I have to say, unless you want to bring anything else up, because I just thought it was funny and fun, and I enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah, I I just liked... I kind of wish that we had gotten a bit more of the... Um, of the goings-on that happened on Trash Island. I feel like... Um, I feel like it was really funny how Jeff Goldblum's character would always talk about rumors going around. Yeah. And I, so I would have liked... <laughs> there are rumors, and he's like, the... where did you hear this from? Yeah, like, where do you hear this stuff? And he's like, oh, you know, dogs are talking, and, and I'm listening. And I'm just like, but where are these other dogs? Like, I kind of wanted to see. Because by the end, all these dogs that were getting round up to be extra, there were, like, hundreds of thousands. Like, where... 
where were these all at the whole time? It seemed yeah, like really the funny. place was pretty desolate, but then you find out that the that the island is rather large. Yeah. Um, and that the dogs are pretty well spread out. So I thought that was pretty funny. Because, again, I was definitely more interested in what the dogs were doing rather than what the people were doing in the city, um, even though they tied together a lot. But I would have liked to see, I don't know, maybe, like, what type of clans like they formed like delve a bit more into that i would have i think that would have been really interesting to just see how the dogs because you could tell some were struggling without their masters and some were becoming alpha squads Mm -hmm. um, as you could see with a chief and the rest of the gang yeah the gang um and then then you kind of got a look into all of the like the experimented on dogs Mm -hmm. over on the very far like opposite end of the island yeah Um, so it would have just been interesting to see kind of how the dogs broke off and, like, what kind of clans were formed. I, th- I think that would have been interesting. I mean, there was um, just so much going on in this movie. I feel like... <laughs> and then there was the whole part with... Uh, what was the girl played by Scarlett Johansson? Chestnut. Nutmeg. Excuse or, me. N- nutmeg, nutmeg. Not chestnut. Nutmeg. <laughs> nutmeg. Um... I thought, I'm going with a spice, not a nut, Alessandra. Well, it's a spice, too. Um, definitely, uh, that whole situation I thought was kind of odd. Um, and the ending ended up with Nutmeg and Chief together, right? Or was it Nutmeg and... Yes. Yeah. No, uh, Spot had Peppermint. He he was together with Peppermint. Right. The, the other dog. Right, right. And she was expecting puppies, um... Which, and, and the puppies sounded like like human babies. It was so funny. Oh, they were like these little teeny beans. <laughs> yes, little bean dogs. Little beans, which is what little baby puppies look like. Um, yeah, yeah, that was really cute. And I did like how Spots was like, "I gotta retire." Um, my wife, you know, is giving birth, and, and you're like, "Like, please, please let me go as your bodyguard because I can't." I have other responsibilities now. And it was just so... It's so funny just how, like, human these dogs were. Because they would yeah. just talk about... They would, like, you know, spread rumors, have gossip. Like, yeah, they, like they knew big. what shampoo was. Like, they knew... Yeah. They're like, how, how does she keep her fur so clean? There's no shampoo on this island. Like, yeah. it's so funny. Like, they're just... The way that they talk to each other was just hilarious. And I just really enjoyed it. Like, Nutmeg's, like, whole thing was, like, she was with this other dog, but there was, like, the rumors that she was, like, mating with this other with, dog, and then he was gonna have, like... Felix or something? Yeah. Philip or something? Whatever the Felix, dog's name was. Felix. And they were, like, oh, you're Felix's mate. And she's, like, not anymore. I, I would never bring puppies into this world. Yeah. <laughs> and... So funny. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, like, you could tell that she and, and uh, Chief ha- had kind of a rapport, um... And they're really cute. But she was just another one of those characters that was just like, is this necessary? Like, what, what is going, like, there's just so many, so much stuff that, like, the plot doesn't really have to, it's just kind of like, okay, uh, another new cycle, another, you know. Yeah, it's kind of just an added aspect just to kind of throw in. I mean, yeah, you could definitely pick out through this movie, like, maybe what really didn't need to be there. I don't know. But it, it was all about, like, the experience and the, you know, uh, like, a, a, the relationship between a kid and his dog and 
Which is so funny because that terrible, terrible trailer came on Alessandra that uh, when I was at the movies. The alpha, alpha one. one. Oh no. I have seen that trailer like ten thousand times. Like I swear, for months, months. Ugh. Once, once was already too many times. I know, and now I'm forced to see it every time. Every time I, I go, go to the movies. Every go time. see a movie. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, honestly. Like, guys, please, like, let us know in the comments. Like, did... Uh, do you agree with this comment? That that this trailer is so lengthy and way too detailed that you don't even need to see the movie anymore. Like, you don't even need to see it. No. The trailer tells you everything that's going to happen. You don't even need to see the movie. And I honestly thought that this movie was... Based off the trailer of Alpha, I thought that this movie, like, told the story better of, like, a man and his dog better than better than that movie is probably going to. I just... There you go. I mean, that movie is ambitious and everything, but the... I really dislike when, like, they... Like, the, it happened with Isle of Dogs. It happened with Lady Bird for me. Like... What? They know, like, all of the algorithms on my... Facebook and all of my Google searches and all that shit, they all know what I want, you know? So they just keep giving me, like, all of these movie stuff all the time. It's like, go see Isle of Dogs. Go see Thoroughbreds. Go see Lady Bird, you know? And it's like, it's throwing it at me constantly and I'm just like, stop it. I, I understand that you want me to go see this movie. Like, I'm chill out, you know? Like, oh, it's, it's like all over my social they're media all you. the they're time stalking you with their with their um demographic uh algorithms of ah there's another ant well i oh did see that um 60 of the audience so far of isle of dogs has been under 30 so it is a very like the kids who love wes anderson which is people who are under 30 which is us <laughs> you know yep Go yep. to see these movies, and that's exactly who was in the audience. It's a, it was a very, it's a full house when I went to see this movie, and like definitely, um, I, I saw some people over thirty. And yeah, then I saw that baby thirties for um, sure, and yeah, like I'd yeah. say under forty is probably, it's probably like eighty percent of the people are under forty. You know, it's like so. He's a very specific director, and we have grown up with this stuff. So I just feel like. We have such a... And it's so art film. Like, you, you're watching this movie and it's like, what kind of movie, like, especially this movie, would ever come out and make this much money if it weren't for the fact that he has this long reputation already? I mean, it's such an yeah. out there movie. It's just... It's a really odd movie. <laughs> But I, but I, I like odd, and I, and I like that that he is odd. I like odd stuff. Yeah, of course. But it's like I'm trying to say, like if this just came out with all the, without the pedigree that he has, without the, uh, you know, it might have had a, a spark of like, wow, this is crazy and cool and new. But I feel like people would be reacting to it differently. We react to this mm -hmm. movie based on the previous movies that he's made. You know, like it's so hard not to do that. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like going into a, um, what's his name? Oh, dang it, what's his name? Uh, duh, the guy that made, uh, 
my brain my brain my brain <laughs> what, um, what movie are you talking about strictly ballroom oh what's, Baz what's Luhrmann Baz Luhrmann yes. oh yeah completely yeah. definitely same type of director and you kind of have to be prepared before going into one of his movies oh completely and um, I mean even like we're you know when we were watching the TV show um, the the get down I mean yes, that was seen down. through the lens of all of these Baz Luhrmann movies that we've seen I mean that's that's probably why we could tolerate it where people watch that show and they were like what is up with this this thing is crazy you know um, yeah because we're we're already used to it yeah and uh and we like it, where some people no, no don't like phased. it. No phased, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it yeah. so much. Well, Wes love Anderson it. has the, is very likable in some way. I feel like definitely he's got this seriously specific aesthetic and seriously specific way of telling stories and the way the actors are in all of his stories. So, I mean, we knew this going into this movie and he's still surprising us. I mean, it was the most dense I think of his films. I mean, I think uh, Grand Budapest was also pretty dense and, and pretty wild, but that was also uh, live action, so it was limited to certain things. But I, I really loved Grand Budapest. I, I think that one really, to me, I love the production design on that, like even more than this movie. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. it was, it had that like European flair that I really love, and I, I love the like Alps and the pink and, you know. That kind of stuff where the color palette from this movie was definitely more yellows, more blues, um, you know, whimsical in, in a different way. Yeah. And even and even if you're not fully there for the story that Wes Anderson's giving you, like you could just like appreciate just appreciate just what's on the screen. I mean he always has like these beautiful symmetrical scenes in that are just so great to look at and the characters are always so lovable and stuff so it's yeah it's not like the dogs are so sweet and they do these really hilarious like looking back at the camera and opening their mouth stuff like when shit happened yes. i just that it happened like yes. so often that it was so it's just so great you know it's just like acknowledging how hilarious this is, like, while you're watching it, you know? Like, it's so self-aware. Yeah, like, what, what were they talking about? But there was some... A dog was talking, and one of the dogs just kept looking at the camera, and it would just get closer and closer to his eye. Like, yeah. what was happening? I can't even... Oh. can't even remember. I don't but, remember. But, like, something dramatic or something was happening, and... Yeah. Well, I remember, like, the I very beginning when, when uh, Atari's plane is crashing, and they see the black smoke cloud, which is just black um uh what am i trying to say uh black uh cotton, cotton balls, balls. <laughs> it's cotton ball. okay the black cotton ball cloud is going up into the sky and one of the dogs literally just turns to the camera like did you see that you know like i can't believe it yeah and it's just he doesn't even like say it. he just looks at the camera and it opens his mouth like what like i love i love when they were looking over at the plane and they were saying like, "Oh, he's getting too close to that to that telephone pole. He's gonna lose a wing, and then he loses a wing." And then and it like, happens. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep, he lost a wing, and, and they're still like fall. shocked. They're just like, it's "Oh my so god!" Funny. But like in such a slow, hilarious, like nonchalant kind of way, which is like all of Wes Anderson's films. But he also shows emotion, where it's like the girl is in love with Atari, and you know the the little bubbles of 
tears like well up in her eyes and you know like he's yeah, not afraid I really, I really to show the, that the crying i like the crying animation um, that they added I, I really liked that the just very the japanese <laughs> you know listening wet eyeballs yeah um and they're just like showing this this very even the way that that he deals with like death like what when they thought spots was dead it, it was kind of like oh that's you know that's really unfortunate they like feel bad for him and everything you know it's not like they're unfeeling or anything like that but it's just such a specific kind of of emotion you know yeah yeah so anyways if any of this sounds interesting to you uh definitely go watch go watch i love dogs yeah i mean you've already if we kind of spoiled I mean, it, I guess, but really not that much because you really have to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely just us explaining it does not do it justice. No. Like, just just like trying to explain the, the plot of like Grand Budapest or even Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, like you, you yeah. Have, you, have to, you have to experience these movies in person. Like us just telling you the story does nothing. Like it's really just an experience. It's not. This is not uh, really indie, can't. okay? Like we can't just like explain exactly what's going on because that's so straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Because even though his stories may seem pretty straightforward, they're so much more convoluted than than we even describe. So, definitely, there's so much going on. There's so much to see. I loved this movie. I was, I, I definitely will see it again. Um, just it's just fun and weird, and I love weird. So, yeah, yep. And um, uh, I guess we'll just wrap it up then. Sure. Um, if you if you had uh, like if there was something we didn't talk about and you want to bring up in the comments, uh, go ahead. Uh, you can also like, like and rate this this uh, podcast um, on SoundCloud or on iTunes or whatever platform. App, you're on. Apple you, Podcast. Can you, com- <laughs> can you comment? Oh, sorry. Uh, can you comment on like any podcast platform or just like specific no? Ones? It's like just the websites like Apple and SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, just search All by the Popcorn podcast on Facebook. Uh, we also have uh, email. So you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter run by Emily. Yep. And the handle is at bythepopcorn. And I'd also like to introduce our very brand new Instagram that I set up this week. Yes. Uh, and you can find us at all by the popcorn podcast. So, um, that is really exciting. We're promoting all the stuff that we do on there, including our pride and prejudice radio play, which you totally should go listen to. It's so great and super fun. If you are a Jane Austen fan or just like a radio play fan or just like a fan of our podcast, we'd really appreciate you to listen to it. It's super fun. Yeah, and if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or discuss that you've seen recently that we haven't really talked about, uh, go ahead and email us those or leave us comments. We'll def- we're definitely looking at the comments, um, and we really appreciate them to anyone who comments. Um, and uh, I think our next one's going to be indie. Alessandra, is that right? Yeah, Left indie, maybe or uh, Ready Player One or something. Yeah, those are the ones um, up next on the queue. Yep. So definitely stay tuned for those, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.